This very special episode of the Last King podcast is brought to you by Dr. Shafiq, Mr. Toffee, and Eccentric Tom. One year, baby! Yeah! Oh, that's a beautiful spike right there. This is our very extra special anniversary episode. One year. Boop, 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 boop. This is me, Dr. Shafiq, along with the usual Mr. Tuffy right here. <laughs> One of our very awesome cronies right here. Cronies? Okay, sorry, sorry, gangsters, gangsters, not cronies. I always like to use the wrong words for some reason. Cronies. Well, um, uh, cronies is a bad thing, yeah. I thought cronies meant like old lady. And speaking of old ladies, who else do we have here? In oh, we've got eccentric Tom. Yes, Hello. the very old eccentric Tom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Oh, welcome to the Last King Podcast, a very special one year anniversary episode. We've been doing this for a year. Fuck! A what? fucking year. Holy <laughs> shit. Do you remember when we actually started this damn thing? Oh, yes. Yes, Almost I remember. A, a year ago, apparently. No, 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 stop that, Mr. <laughs> I shall be calling you Mr. Caffeine from now on. Oh, no, please, no. <laughs> no, yes, not no, one. don't. I know, but this is a very special episode where we pay tribute to ourselves, okay? <laughs> nothing to do with what's going on in the pop culture landscape, nothing to do with what's going on, what movies are being played, or what Marvel's up to, what video games are coming out. Well, okay, maybe next week onwards. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, this is just us. Uh, paying tribute to ourselves, celebrating, and also celebrating with you, the Last King fans, for sticking with us for all this time. You know, a year we've grown from a rinky-dink podcast to an even rinkier, dinkier podcast. But, but with, where people don't listen to us, sound with quality. better sound quality, people. We're yeah. almost professional quality, and also especially uh, the fact that you know, you know, in paying tradition to our very first episode, you know, we're all inebriated as hell. Oh, yeah, very much. Proper alcohol consumption uh, mm-hmm. before we started rolling here. I had know? two giant cans of Sapporo. And Just and full rest. disclosure. Two full disclosure. Yeah, then we should do that. And that again. was for breakfast. Right. You have a problem, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I do. Remember I'm, like so that sorry. season one tradition where we always like mention what we drank before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> you know, back in the day, or before the, the, the Tom episodes, you know, yeah. which I'm pretty sure is what all the fangirls are really interested to, right? right now. Yeah, so I have a very sexy voice. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you've yes. got a distinguished personality and that proper distinguished. Yeah, you, you could say English. What about French here? No, okay. Anyway, like maybe let's go around the table. So, uh, Mr. Toffee, what did you have just now? Oh, I, like I mentioned earlier on, I had two cans of Sapporo, giant cans, mind you. Giant cans. Really okay. big cans. Proper Asian cans. Nice Asian cans. Yes. <laughs> 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 yes. And what about you, Mr. Central Tom? I had a nice cocktail of Panadol because I'm in a bit of pain right now, so mm. I'm kind of woozing in and out of consciousness. It's a moment. good kind of high, don't you think? Uh, you could say so, I guess. AKA the codeine speedball. You oh, know? yeah. Ooh. A lot of famous celebrities and actors died, you know, drinking the very same concoction. Will you be next? Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's This went very dark very quickly. I'm not dying. Barely in a year, and we already lose one co host. <laughs> Gone too soon. Uh, gone too soon. I mean, I've already written the memorial episode if that ever comes. Oh. Yeah, I myself, you know, uh, I'm just high on anticipation, high on fervor, and high on uh, adrenaline. You're high on hype, yo. I'm high on hype. Because I've been here along with Mr. Toffee, we've been doing this for exactly a year. 
Okay. So you're plus ish. Maybe yeah. you know, like let's reminisce a little bit. Let's go walk down nostalgia lane now. Tom joined us uh, halfway through season two. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. March. Shout outs to his first ever appearance on. Was it Beauty and Bestiality? No, it was yes. the Logan episode. Beauty and Bestiality. No, I joined for the Logan one. The Logan oh, one. Oh, the Logan. The one right oh. before that, Old Man Jack yeah. Man. Okay, so yeah. shout outs to that episode for the very debut of our, uh, you know, tea and crumpets. I, <laughs> I only remember Beast. The beauty and the bestiality episode because of just the name itself. The, oh, beast, yeah. the beast horn. The beast horn. The beast no, horn. No bestiality horn. Oh yes. yes, we should bring that back soon again, one time someday. Maybe yeah. In the future. Well, Planet of the Apes is coming out soon, so uh, <laughs> yeah. be nice and right for that. So we're gonna have to do the monkey sex quiz, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Helena Bonham Carter in a monkey suit. Sure, or just Helena Bonham Carter. Just Helena Bonham Carter. She almost matches that. I love you, Helena yeah. Bonham Carter. Uh, yeah, please don't hate me. So the important question you ask is: like, Would you rather have Helena Bonham Carter, you know, in her monkey monkey makeup, or just as Helena Bonham Carter, but she's still flinging shit at you? Uh, These are the questions we need to ask, especially <laughs> on this podcast. The deep cutting questions. But I'll tell you why in another episode. Okay. okay. Like a teaser. Like a teaser. That's yeah. the name of the Planet of the Apes episode, right? <laughs> flinging monkey poo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But okay, anyway, you know, let's uh, also reminisce a little bit. So, um, me and Toffee-san, Toffee-senpai, Mr. Toffee here. Yeah, yeah, Mr. We started this little uh, show back in the day, literally a year ago. Out of inebriation. Out of inebriation. Literally, we just met each other. And it's like, like, okay, here's some last team trivia for you fans. That was like the second or third time we actually met each other. Really? Exactly. And we just started this. And we just, you know, like, you'll be great on a podcast. You'll be great on a podcast. Let's do a podcast right now. It's like the worst first thing. Story. <laughs> and then I just brought my laptop, was it? And then my some mic. No, no, not Sennheiser. Sorry, uh, it was a Audio Technica mic. And oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Shout out to the future sponsor, Audio Technica. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. And yeah. and we just went on to it like it was nobody's business because these kind of things you either go big or go home. We just went big and. Yeah, we just went broke. We just went for it. We I went broke. I would, yeah, yeah, we, we were also broke too. <laughs> we yeah, also but that's not the point. Yeah, Still yeah. no sponsors, people out there. But I also want to say this, right? Uh, we couldn't go home because we were too drunk. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's so true. So we literally had no choice but to just do something in the meantime. Yeah, but yeah. And we, we talked about, I believe it was Evo and fighting games last we checked. I think if I can recall correctly, uh, I also mentioned Shadow Dancer and you reviewed the Tarzan movie. And I mentioned a little bit of Independence Day's sequel. Oh, that oh. was a bunch of episodes later, was it? I think it was the exact, that, that's the first episode. Yeah. That speaks so what, much what about how drunk that, you guys okay, were. That, that, that Tarzan movie was so bad, I just had to just talk about it, honestly. Like, it was like no effort, basically, whatsoever, just to make this fucking film. And like the Independence Day sequel, which nobody asked for, but yeah, they I, gave I, I ran to play Shadow Dancer like 10 times rather than watching Tarzan, come I, to think of it. I remember that, we wanted this to be like a video game podcast. Yeah, and yeah, then now we're talking that? about movies. Now What's we're talking about, I mean, not just movies, but everything in general. I mean, we also just... Uh, mentioned like you know Castlevania Netflix yep. shows Netflix Stranger Things 2 has just been announced oh my god oh, yeah. poster looks kick ass actually you know the trailer also looks amazing oh, oh yeah. yeah Jesus so I'm really looking forward to that I mean there's a lot of great things coming up in the pop culture landscape uh, basically we're like weeks away from Dunkirk dropping Jesus Baby yeah. Driver oh, so much good shit Singapore uh, Valerian Valerian yeah uh, Luke Besson joint you know and like the thing is like you can trust us, your friends here at the Last King Podcast. To shit on everything you like. <laughs> no, 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 to, to, to shit on them and be honest about to, it. To, to be honest about how we really feel about these yeah. films. And yes. if it's a piece of shit, it's a piece of shit. If oh, it's yeah. good, we're going to praise it to hell. Oh, yeah. Shout outs to my idea five minutes ago of flinging monkey poop. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, we're becoming so self I have to clean out the mess after that, so don't, please. Yeah, but then, okay, I mean, 
it's been a long time. So yeah. maybe I also want to ask you guys maybe any special moments or special episodes that you know you f- fondly remember. I think I can kind of speak as kind of the original outsider coming in. The first time I listened to you guys was for your Final Fantasy Super Show. Oh wow! Oh wow! Well, that was a two-hour, two, hour <laughs> two and a half <laughs> hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two and a half hour wank fest. That I was uh, three of my commutes to work worth of um, <laughs> content. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Thanks for the honesty, but that's what we're for. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I'm here now to make everything better. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've also mentioned a few times on the podcast that we always wanted to expand, expand the roster. So, hey, Last King fans, you too could be a super fan who joins us here in the studio, talking your mind and see. Tom's the proof. There yeah. You go. Just you just need to make sure you can pay for a flight to Singapore and you <laughs> hang out at uh, Xbox parties. Uh, don't forget about that whole flight to the space station because that's where we're streaming at, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's not bad audio quality. It's just you know satellites it's were not aligned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space is that to sound. Yeah, m- the moon got in the way as well. Like, there's all kinds of shit going on. Like, how about you, Mr. Duffy? What's any standout episode or moment here in the last game? Wow, I think the only thing in my head is still beauty and bestiality <laughs> just because of that horn, you know? And like, all these really thought-provoking questions. Thought-provoking? Would I, yes, like, would I fuck a fish what I was going for. or a lion? Deep questions, mind you. Scar or Count Frollo? There you go. I went for Frollo, by the way, in case anyone wants to find out. Shoutouts to our previous episodes where our sexual fetishes and nuances are unnecessarily revealed. I Which scared, one? I, I, I've scarred my friends and my relatives' lives because of this stuff. Yeah. Just so you know. So, I guess, good job, Tom, I guess, for the questions. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I aim to please and uh, despair at the same time. Yeah, well... Is it my turn now? Yes, okay. yeah, it is. So it is. for me, what is my highlight of being in the Last King podcast? Well, basically, this has been an amazing opportunity for me and my two friends here to just rant it out and just speak our mind and like, I mean, the gist. I mean, the reason, the, the impetus. The reason. Impetus. Impetus. The impetus. Like, this is me proper drunk again. Okay, if you all like prefer a Shafiq drunk, you know, don't forget to like, subscribe. <laughs> okay, but literally, it was like you know. I was really sick and tired of like the current, uh, how you say, user review YouTube scene where it's just like, obviously all these people just shilling things out and then mm. like, I mean like... You could tell basically. You could yeah. tell, you know, like, okay, these are all sponsored or these are all like paid for reviews. And it was like, I was literally just shouting at all these, like I was shouting at my computer screen, <laughs> like the sad, angry old man I am, you know, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Batman vs. Superman was a piece of shit, you know? I like, just realized that if we just stream that or just have a camera recording you shouting at the screen, <laughs> all this stuff, that's already like a 30 minutes of gold when you can cut up. You know? uh, we'll get literally hundreds of views. Uh, and I can imagine already the Reddit gifs, you know, oh, yeah. it's just gonna like swamp. Okay, but anyway, but yeah, I think my favorite moment of the last game podcast was no literally like especially when eccentric tom joined when the Aww. three of us gelled together and we all formed this really strong cohesive unit yep. and yes you know even though we don't agree with each other or we don't really get along that well you know there's, we, there's no you know well of, thanks for letting me know now you know, i mean <laughs> there's no accounting for taste here you know like <laughs> seriously you guys thought that spider-man movie was good oh. <laughs> i thought it was good i thought it was amazing it was like this was fun you know but amazing yeah. spider Amazing spectacular. It's spectacular. But not as spectacular as the Last King podcast here. Of okay? course. Of course. So here you go. You know, and but I think most importantly, it's also to the fans. To yeah. all of you who supported us, who uh, gave us shout outs, who reposted, shared on Facebook. 
who subscribe back to us you know either on iTunes or on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts or on whatever other platform or medium that's eventually gonna appear uh, we're just gonna say this once and for all okay to end this opening intro ramble this is gonna be our promise to you the Last King fans that we are gonna be right there every week almost you know we, we gotta take holidays once in a while yeah I mean yeah, we're human after all yeah. I mean, this is definitely on the brink of us taking our season 2 we'll always yeah. be here tune in in 3 weeks time <laughs> you know, but yes you know like even though like just know this for a fact Last King fans we will always be there to give you the lowdown the rundown the beatdown everything you know on all things video games movies TV comics anime music Everything pop culture. We will be around for a long time. So, yeah. you know, congratulations to us for surviving a year, many more years to come. And also, thank you guys for listening to us. Yeah, thank you very much. We couldn't do this without at least some of you paying attention to us. And I've only you all paid money. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never sell out, but if you're going to give us cash, no, yeah, yeah, we'll nice. say that. Nice. A little bit more incentive to keep things going. But yes, okay, anyway, that was a nice introductory ramble by myself. Okay, so, uh, well, I have a very special segment for you guys. Yeah. Okay, because in tradition of episode one, where uh, I listed out five uh, games to play besides Street Fighter. Yeah. And the thing is, right, I haven't done a list ever since maybe Beauty and Beast. Yeah, I think that's the last time you or actually ever a list. actually. Yeah. Not yeah. for a while, right? So it's, I think it's about time, you know, especially for all you Last King fans who've been asking for it. Okay, it's time for another one of Doctor Shafik's top five lists. Top five. Now here. Uh, I mean, surviving of the top 10 that Toffee did for us like last oh my episode. God. Oh, yeah. that, that went on for quite a while, actually. That endurance race, that was a top 10 worst Spider-Man moments. Oh, that is all the Spider-Man ejaculate you'll need for a long time, lasting <laughs> fans. But okay, here we go. Uh, just in, you know, as, speaking of ejaculate, no, no, more self thing going on right here. I'm going to give you all top five reasons to keep listening to the Last King podcast. Number five. Number five. Number five. We're still here. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going away. No, we're enjoying what we're doing. I think we're getting into a flow. And I will say especially one thing, right? Uh, I like the fact that the three of us are actually... We actually sound like friends now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're we're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. You know, like a lot of people, like, especially a lot of people who reviewed us, you know, okay, okay, one person so far reviewed us, yeah. but they kind of did mention that we had a very comfortable, very nice cadence. We sounded like, you know, three buddies just hanging out. It's like, buddies? Hang out? I don't. I don't even like these guys. <laughs> yeah. But somehow we have the impression, and for that, I think we should be thankful that we gel together. Yeah. yeah. If anything, you know, our bonds have gotten stronger. You know, and yeah. it's like, yeah, I wouldn't mind meeting you guys outside the show once in a while. Mm-hmm. Not too often, though. <laughs> once a week is actually more enough for me. But okay, that's it. But this is some nice shade I have right here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, number four. Number, number four. four. Number four. Okay, we got a white guy. <laughs> There's nothing more legitimate for an Asian podcast. To have a token white guy <laughs> hanging around. Okay, instead of... Finally, you know, you are successful, you know. When instead of having the token Asian guy, you have a token white guy, that's a whole new level of success right there. Eccentric Tom, speaking as the token white guy, how do you feel about this? I feel very privileged to be <laughs> Okay, you gotta remember there are like other sites that do this. I'm not gonna name them, but you can probably tell like uh, you got your bananas and you've got your bananas? owls in cinema. I'm being very cryptic here. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They have their own token white guy or guys or gals, but the point is. It works because we have the same interests, we have the same kind of thought mentality, thought process going on, so it just works. Yeah, I wasn't brought on just because of the white guy. Right guys? 
Guys, uh, we had a nice shoot up in the analytics and demographics once you joined. <laughs> so I mean, but, but no, you're more than the token white guy. Okay, you're just you're the token English guy. Yay! <laughs> there we go. No, he he adds that extra special sauce of class in you know, <laughs> <laughs> the usual Sichuan nonsense uh, that we aura. pushed yeah. out. You know, but yeah, there you go. Uh, but no, more than that, you know, like I would say, one of the best reasons about the last new podcast is that we are expanding. Okay, we've uh, opened up the roster. We're now three guys. We're actually looking for a fourth guy, fifth guy, maybe even a girl. It will be nice to have a vagina in the. <laughs> oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh, a, a woman, some white chromosome. Let, let, let's <laughs> set this back on track. We had to go. We had to go. Okay, turn right, turn right. Let's go. Let's go quickly. Turn this right. is like the scene from Temple of Doom where you deliberately going down the wrong track. Okay, yeah. number three. <laughs> number number three. three. The random misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is it with these um merry murder fuck things yeah. that is going on that I, encourages this sort of like. Random misogyny stuff. Yeah. You know, as much as I am ashamed of the things I say, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know, we should add a disclaimer to the start of every show. Right? These the, the, the opinions of these hosts do not... Pre- Actually, they do. That's what they think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of sorry about it, but not really. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not time. sorry. No, but if anything, it's like, it's just testament to the fact that this is what we really think, what we really feel. You know, okay, we're not out there to offend or annoy or even to like, you know, this is not to say that we hate women anyway, we're just saying that- I mean, I have a girlfriend, Tom's married, yeah. and John's got a lovely pillow. <laughs> oh my god, we're going there, we're going there. We're going there. <laughs> no, but if anything, you know, the thing is like, we're also very aware of our female fans out there, and then like, some of the support and some of the response that we get from them, like, we, we pay attention to that, you know? And then, like, if there's anything you guys want to hear, do let us know. I mean, I would talk into a full four hours about My Little Pony, about, you know, I'm a fan. I can't help it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe well, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I there guess, you is go. One more, you know. You know, Friendship is Magic is a very good show. <laughs> so, are you gonna review that's a, that that's film a, that's coming a up? movie coming up? So you'll probably hear a review from you. I will definitely review in full Brony mode. You know. But okay, let's move on this list. Yeah. Number two. Number two. Number two. Did I mention that we're still around? Yeah. <laughs> you did, you did. This feels like a very thin list right now. It's a very thin list. You know, I want to do a top three, but then, uh, you know, I think fans deserve at least five. Yeah, even if two points are kind of repeated. I think there's like a lot more padding than Mass Effect and Drama. <laughs> no, but if anything, is that's it. You know, because the thing is, if there is nothing to talk about or if there's nothing to fill in the <coughs> slot, always trust your fans at the Last Game Podcast to find something to talk about for that week. Exactly. So there you go, metaphor intact. <laughs> this list is actually a lot more clever than you think it is. You know, is cleverer a word? More intelligent? More clever? Intelligent. Cleverest. It's more intelligent, I think, is the word you're trying to go for here. And of course, the number one reason to listen to the Last King podcast. Number one. Number one. Number one. That was almost how many? We're the best goddamn podcast there is, boys and girls. Damn fucking straight. Oh son. yeah. Oh yeah. I dare you to find another podcast more relevant, more funny, more comical, more off the cuff, more real, more sensational, more emotional than here right now at the Last King Studio, sir. You know, I mean, I will say one thing for that. It's like, it's not just about us talking into microphones out into the ether. We want to reach out to you guys. We want you, the Last King fans, to know to know that we are directing all of this at you. Yeah, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not, okay, it is our ambition to constantly always put on a show. Mm-hmm. Okay, if anything, we, we, as unprepared as we might sound sometimes... It's the show we want. You know, yeah. yeah, or as like, you know, maybe even some of the point of views or maybe some of the topics or some of the, the dialogue goes a certain direction. Just know this uh, for a fact, Last King fans. 
we're doing it for you guys you're the reason we're still doing this and if anything thank you so much we raise our glasses to all of you yeah. okay here, we here. will be here, here. doing this for a long time one year down many more years to go Congratulations. Thank you, Mr. Toffee. Thank you, Cedric Tom. Thank myself, Dr. Shafiq. Thank you, Dr. Shafiq. Thank you, Dr. Shafiq. Okay. This is going to be the start of greater things to come. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of today's show. Yeah. Hey guys, hey everybody. So, because this is our anniversary episode, we figured we should actually talk about the stuff that we like and enjoy. And what better way to do this than to talk about my favorite thing. Alright, what is your favorite thing to talk about? Video game music. Alright. Okay. So, how I got into video games in the first place is not because just of the gameplay itself per se. Like, if I'm playing Ultima 7, whether I'm playing a Mega Man title or whether I'm playing Revenge of Shinobi back in the day, it's not just because of how awesome or addictive the gameplay is itself, like killing ninjas and whatnot. It's just because of like maybe the tracks and tunes itself. Now, I gotta ask you both of you guys, before I start off with my rambling, okay, what sure. were the pieces of music that got you into gaming? Or something that, any track or any part of a game soundtrack that actually got you into the series? Ooh, um, I mean, I wouldn't say that any piece of music got me into gaming itself, but there's definitely music which helps solidify my love of particular titles. And I have to give a shout out to the very first one to do that to me, the theme music to Rome Total War. Oh, really? Ooh, have you heard okay. it? It's quite epic. It is really <laughs> damn epic. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's so good now that people have created mods where they play that instead of the current Rome, the current Total War music because it's would, shit compared to what they used to come out. I would with. definitely agree with you. Yeah, that that first time I heard that, that, that kind of it didn't blow me away, but I realized like there's a certain amount of polish here. Yeah, and. And the way it's structured so that, you know, you have the setup moment where it's all kind of calm, foreboding. Then you do your first action uh, commands and you start having the build up. And then you have the first clash and then it changes again to really hard, fast paced yeah. orchestral music. And ooh, nothing quite got your blood pumping. Like when you got that music cue just when your cavalry charges. How about you, Shafiq? I mean, you should know the answer to this, okay, Mr. Toffee? Because uh, the, my introduction to video game music, like the moment I realized that this was a viable art form, was definitely the works of Yuzo Koshiro on Streets of Rage 2. Yes, Bare Knuckles yes. 2 here in uh, Asia. The very awesome disco, techno beats. It very early beats house on. music, you know, like EDM before it was EDM. And then, like the thing is, like, you know, it's amazing how much that music still holds up. And also, yeah. like, I mean, like, to me, like, my favorite uh, soundtrack of all time when it comes to video games, you should know this. It's Elemental Master from yes. the Sega Mega Drive. Yes, I do know this because, because is, you've been always been talking about wanting to do a playthrough of that game. I want to do that, yeah. Because the thing is, right, this is like maybe back in the 16-bit, you know, the Dark Ages, and it's on the Sega Mega Drive, and it's a fantasy spaceship shooter. It's not really a spaceship. You're basically a uh, top-down fantasy it's a game. It yeah. happens to you happen to be shooting a lot of magic. Yes. And then, but the thing is, right, it's a very I wouldn't say mediocre, but it's like <laughs> a slightly above-average shooter. Okay. But the music. I mean, like, I mean, I can't play samples for you right now, but like, you know, look for it, Elemental Master. There's definitely some guy out there who did a long play of it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, right, it's amazing what could be done with the Genesis or the Mega Drive here in Asia. Well, that's what we call There's it. There's a lot. You and can the thing do. is, if you know how to program it, it's not the tool; it's more of the artist. And yeah, like, yeah. It has this epic 
power metal vibe of like just you know blazing bass drums i mean like some stages even have guitar solos yeah, wow that's good shit. and the yeah. thing is like you know and you're some like you know uh, enchanter sorcerer dude that's like throwing fireballs at beasts and, and like this music is like blaring at you in the background I mean, it gets you amped up you know i mean that's to me like the, the moment where i realized like video game music is more than just the mario brothers theme absolutely the moment where i actually thought about that where music is actually a big component was was it because of some rpg that came in although final fantasy 6 is close to my heart mm-hmm. that time when i actually was listening to mega man 3's music oh, how wow. epic it was yeah, yeah, yeah. like from snake man's theme yeah i know it's silly snake man's theme <laughs> top man's theme dr wiley's stage one thing where it went on to that's just like okay this i have to take it seriously to the point where i actually had to put down my controller and just listen to the damn team that loops on for 30 minutes straight actually when i was a little kid loop back on then. forever yeah, yeah it was looping on and then no one was attacking me i was just chilling out to the music and then my mom came in watching me playing on the nes I was like son what are you doing <laughs> and i was like this music is good i mean she did not get it at first 10 years later, then yeah, she did. Really? She actually understood yeah. that, okay, these melodies and progressions, they work. Okay, when you actually have simple tools to work on, you can make better melodies compared to what you, you can do with music right now with orchestras and symphonies. Back mm. then, you had limit, you had such a limited toolscape to work with. So the and mastery what, was even more out there. It was insane, yeah. And then this was a guy, this was a song made up by a guy who called it a bun bun, I think, yeah. The, 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 this is the actual name um, because Ban-ban, you couldn't yeah. actually oh, okay. cram in you couldn't cram on the full guy's Japanese name so they had to use like uh, short code forms. names and short yeah, names okay, yeah. so Banman was the guy who did Mega Man 3 uh, correct me if I'm wrong by the way Banman yes no, but also, so it's, like, it's also a testament to the skill of all these musicians because they were limited to the the medium you know because yeah. you had to fit all of this onto like a how many kilobytes and it sounded cartridge. really cool I mean people actually say that Mega Man 2's music is better but again because I went from part 3 and then went back to part 2 I think part 3 resonated with me more because everything just felt super catchy. Like Snake Man scene, Magnet Man's more happy-ish kind of theme. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Tom can probably put that in the podcast somehow. We'll see about that. But it's also a testament to the fact that, you know, like stuff like Chip Tune or like Nintendo Core. Yeah, because of how catchy this stuff was. Yeah. Everyone else, like in 2000, 2009, 10 or so, they started creating their own chiptune album or even did covers for yeah. Mega Man 3 and Mega Man 2's music. There's a massive scene now for chiptune artists. It's still there. around. In yeah. Japan, yeah. yes. I mean, I, in if, America as well. Yeah, yeah. even like, I, if, every time I go to the Tokyo Game Show back in the day when I was in our zone games for all that, I would actually beeline all the way to Capcom store just to find oh, all the... these Mega Man covers from official artists. <laughs> Uh, sorry, official artists, official artists, artists, artists um, <laughs> proper drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Official, uh, even Dojin, uh, what's that? Um, got hobbyists as well, mm-hmm. and everything in between, basically. This is like really good. This is a really, really good way of actually remixing stuff. Whether they use rock, whether they use a symphony, or even put in lyrics for songs. And even though some of them might sound terrible, like terrible covers, I still collect them because it's like okay, you're basing this off a classic tune I like. I want to hear your rendition. Okay. And I'll try to actually enter, listen to it with an open mind. And half the time, it's usually good. Okay. Yeah, and half the time, I'll be just, just be listening to myself because I don't think anyone else can sort of appreciate it in a sense. Okay. So but... I felt that this is like my guilty pleasure, collecting all these covers from different Mega Man games. Not just the original Mega Man, but also Mega Man X, Mega Man Zero, uh, Zero Advent, uh, the one from Game Boy 
the DS. Uh-huh. Mega Man Legends, maybe. But uh, I still prefer like the Z, ZX, and X's and original Mega Man no, no, music. Besides the Mega Man series, like what other... I mean, is there any modern video game music that caught your attention? Yeah, I was about to ask the same Nothing. thing. Nothing! I mean, Not right even now, the Skyrim theme, sir? It's good. No, it's good. It's good. Don't get me wrong. But every time when I hear... When I'm in like a really bad mood or a terrible mood, I just go back to like... The stuff that's done by Ippo Yamada from Mega Man Zero and the stuff done from Man Man and, and all these other Capcom slash indie creates artists artists because they really do catchy stuff. It's a nostalgia bent as well, I guess. Not just that, but the way they compose the tune is like they know they have to keep to a melody and then despite all these new instruments coming in, they're very catchy. Like you hear Ultramarine Meditation, you hear that really wispy, creepy tune in Mega Man Zero when you're fighting a Wolverine robot, I think. Uh, Mega Man Zero X, ZX. ZX. Let's just call him Wolfman. Wolfman, yeah. They don't got really <laughs> funny names, but the music is like very standoffish. Very, it, it stands out. It stands out. Okay. Really good stuff. So I mean, you're a huge fan of the Mega Man franchise for the music, basically. Just for the music that actually got me into like, yeah, I am going to believe that video game music is viable and should be played on air, like should be played on radio stations. But I mean, like, if you're making a statement like that, what other games would you recommend music-wise? Okay, good music-wise, definitely Legend of Zelda, Ocarina... No, not Ocarina. Um, Twilight Princess. Uh, <laughs> I love the music on Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah, the Wind Waker. Wind Waker is good shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wind Waker is good. Dragon Roost theme and everything else when you're sailing and everything. Very memorable stuff. Final Fantasy 6, 7, 8, FF12 especially, and FF Tactics. Um, Chrono mean, Trigger, Chrono Cross. Oh god, Chrono Trigger, yeah, yeah. Uh, Revenge of Shinobi. Shinobi 3, despite the fact that there's no Yuzo Kishiro. That's a lot of good shit right there. Yeah, it's a very solid uh, soundtrack. Right yeah, there. yeah, and as well as uh, Ben Knuckle 1, Ben Knuckle 2. 2 over 1 for Ben Knuckle 3 one. is sort of auto tunish but it's still kind of catchy in its own yeah, way. You gotta, have, you gotta keep an open mind for that. Mm-hmm. So this is like... Oh, Lords of Thunder, Elemental Master, of course. Well then, I would also say this, right? Very surprisingly, no Symphony of the Night in your list? Okay, Symphony of the Night, thank you very much. Yeah, that's also one. There's all oh, the drunkenness coming into play, yo. All the There's so many the dudes, Yeah, so many stuff, so many soundtracks I could recommend that I cannot fit in this one podcast. But yeah, Mega Man is always going to be true to my heart because of how catchy it is and everything. And again, this brings, brings all the feels inside. More than any Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross music could ever do. So Mr. Toffee, the definitive Mega Man soundtrack guy yeah, slash yeah. expert slash okay tell you what maybe you know what we should definitely also tease into the last king fans we're gonna have, definitely have to do an entire episode just dedicated to this your favorite topic the Mega Man themes oh my god or just Mega Man games in general oh we have yeah. to sit through that yeah we should do that yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, should, we should sit through that one, one, one episode here. per Mega Man type oh god no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> okay one episode per Mega Man console generation <sighs> So that's, no, still, that's too much. No, that's still too much. That's still too much. That's no, still but too much. It, it ended at like Xbox. Dude, this PS2? is like this is like a time when Capcom knew what the hell they were doing in Mega Man before. Oh my God, let's release a stupid kid show where this has nothing to do with Mega Man at all. Ooh. And then even KJ Inafune couldn't do shit with Mega Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Shout out to Mighty, Mighty Number Nine. Number Nine. Oh my God. Did yeah. you pay finally five dollars on the Steam sale recently? You know, I actually. Contributed to the Kickstarter, you, and I feel like I want to. Oh, you're one of those. I guys. feel like cutting myself. How much did you contribute? But, but to be fair, the shirt was nice. The how, t-shirts... How much did you contribute? Quite a lot. How, uh, how much? How 300 dollars? 300! No, no, 300 US dollars. You paid 300 US dollars for Mighty Number no. 9. Hey, I did not know this was gonna turn out like shit, alright? So, 
That's that's the that's the trouble of Kickstarter, the conundrum, the Kickstarter conundrum. No, like speaking of like Symphony of the Night, right? Like, uh, what's that show? Uh, uh, Bloodstain. Bloodstain. Bloodstain is coming out apparently. I've, no, only, I've learned my delayed. lesson. I've only contributed ten bucks. So Bloodstain is basically from the guys who did uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, plus the original art artist. Is that the one music. with the female protagonist? Yep, Ish. that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. And then that. Act, uh, uh, Michiru Yamane is actually coming back for the soundtrack. Did they actually uh, the soundtrack too? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I, did you see any of the the E three coverage? The gameplay. I've seen the gameplay, it's good stuff. Hmm. So far, so far. But Mighty Number no. 9, yes, we said that so that that was game, good gameplay before it. How was the music of Mighty Number no. 9, sir? The less said, the better. Aww. That pregnant pause of just sadness. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's okay, well, I'll always have Mega Man, Mega Man X. Mega Man Zero. I'm Mega just Man imagining. Zero we get it. We get it. You like Mega Man. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm imagining you just crying in this big pile of cartridges, just like. <laughs> uh, you'll have that. You'll never take that away from me. Oh man, I can imagine you with like the gunbuster mitten, you know, just like weeping. Mr. So- Toffee, the and the helmet too. I think myself cry from a mental image. We just mentioned like, oh god, you know, I was bigging you up very early in the early segments, and there you go, taking yourself down a peg. <laughs> So, but okay, anyway, uh, Mr. Tom. Yes, it's my turn to hop on nostalgia train and start masturbating something that's near and dear to my heart. Well, we can masturbate you for you if you want, sir. English tea and crumpets? We are we're gonna... Yeah, I must mention that we're completely pantsless right now, so uh, <laughs> who knows what might happen. Oh my We've God. always been pantsless. Why are you no. playing them now? So, I'm going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart. Early modern European history. No, 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 no. I know, I know. Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. The Smiths. It is, in fact, uh, Lego. Lego's not English at all, sir. No. It, from Denmark. They are indeed. And they are, aside from video games and books, I guess, the cornerstone of my childhood growing up. And I would argue that they should be mandatory toys for anyone growing up around the world. No, I totally agree. They should have that in, like, you know... Preschool playtime, like I actually was lucky enough in kindergarten to have you know playtime. Yeah, and so there was I. like a table of Legos that we could just mess with. Yeah, uh, my school never had Lego. Don't know why we. we yeah, like what rare rabbit books? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The complete works of Shakespeare. No, I had I had needlework class. Wait, did you start school. out with the basic or did you went to techniques? Uh, I never gone to techniques because I also had the um, oh God, what was it called? The Meccano things, like that kind of hits. Uh, scratch that itch, but that was more my brother's thing. Mine was really, you know, the actual traditional building blocks. And I kind of got to Bionicle when I got a little bit older because uh, yeah. those figures are really damn cool. But my main thing that I love about Lego is that it was a thing which really kickstarted my growth as a someone who I'd like to think of as creative and the ability to, you know, really express yourself visually and something that you can see something being built in a 3D space before we had. Yeah, this is before we had proper 3D modeling that you could afford on a home PC. And there's nothing more satisfying than getting a nice big box at Christmas. You open it up, you spend... Oh, yeah, that feeling. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Especially yeah, when you like, shaked it before you took out the wrapper. Yeah, and you, you just pieces. heard like the rumble. Like, and this, you knew, oh yeah. yeah, what could this be? And then you spend two hours building it, and then you finally have this completed, masterful thing. You look at it, and then you break it down and you start building something else almost immediately. Yeah, I was that kid. You know, that, that sense of accomplishment and that need to just destroy things because yeah, you're but, five. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, this went on until I was eight or nine until finally my father actually got quite angry with me and said... Mr. Oliver. Yeah, my yeah, Oliver Senior <laughs> said, No, you must stop building, like, breaking out. You should leave it and just appreciate what it is when you build it. And, um, and then he saw the Lego movie. Yeah, he saw the Lego movie. <laughs> and... 
he apologized to me in person after he saw that movie. Really? Yeah, he said, Oh I'm, my god, I'm Will Ferrell. Yeah, he said, <laughs> I am so sorry that I made you, you know, not tear your things apart. I was repressing your creativity and I was, I was that was really sweet and it's kind of true, but yeah. And um, yeah, I had a massive collection when I was growing up until I was about 16. I had a box which was a good 10 kilos heavy. Ooh. Yeah, just full to the brim of Lego. Oh my god. Yes. And even, you know, when I was a teenager, when, you know, I prefer to be playing games or watching YouTube or uh, YouTube, yeah, it was around that time. I would still every now and then just, you know, bring out the box and just build something just because it was nice to have something kinetic to play with my hands until I had to give them away when uh, we moved house. A, my mum apologised for that as well. Oh, <laughs> so both my parents apologised to me after the Lego movie. I mean, they, not, <laughs> not only did they enhance your childhood, they was it, was, ruined it. They, they did. <laughs> was yeah. it that last scene in Will Ferrell that actually made them, okay, I gotta apologise to Tom? Yeah, kinda. Um, but, see, that's the thing that I love about Lego so much. Not just that, you know, the core thing itself is really good, and it's just one of those companies that have been around forever. Yeah. The first Legos came out in the 60s or something. I'm pretty sure they were around during the First World War. I mean, the very first Danish tanks were made of Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that explains... That's, that's how sturdy they are, right? Asking yeah. podcasts with the historical accuracy. Yeah, that explains why they <laughs> or come to the Nazis facts. in like two days. <laughs> but yeah, also the side stuff which came along with Lego when we came into the modern era. You know, like the video game tie-ins, the movie tie-ins. Oh, especially the Star Wars Lego shit, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and even the time stuff where normally that's when people turn it in. Really solid games. You know, especially, you know, the ones where you could kind of construct things online. Oh, you're talking about the Lego video games? The, uh, the Traveller's Tales stuff, is no, it? No, no, before Traveller's Tales. Before Traveller's Tales. That's not real Lego, man. That's, I know, I know. That's <laughs> RPG bullshit with a Lego setting. But it's got a really nice sound when you collect the Legos. Yeah. Like, I kind of like that. Yeah. Until they start doing 30 of these fucking games. Oh, but did it translate over to the, the new Lego games like Lego Batman or Lego Lord of the Rings? It's That's exactly Lego. the same. It's exactly the it's same. The same engine and yeah. everything. Yeah, just different characters and different missions. Yeah, they still have the same frame rate as well. They've not improved on the <laughs> original code. Now the Lego Marvel's Avengers 2, I they think. Want, they want to have that stop motion look or something, right? I don't know. But I'm talking about the original shit like uh, Lego Island, where. One of the core elements is you're this one little Lego guy and you have to go around rebuilding this town after it gets destroyed by the villain. I strangely remember that for some reason. Yeah, or um, their lineup called this Rock. On, was this on the PC? I don't care. Yeah, it was, it was on the on PC. The PC yeah. yeah, and also one where it was pretty much Rollercoaster Tycoon, but with Lego. Oh. That, that, that just on paper sounds so amazing. And it was <laughs> actually more solid than uh, Rollercoaster Tycoon. It was less broken somehow, really? yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of Rollercoaster Tycoon 3, sir. Is it better than Rollercoaster Tycoon 3? No, because it's older, but it's, mm. it's it's still solid there. If I still had the game disc, I'd be playing it to this day. Has there ever been like a free-to-play mobile Lego game where you build shit? I think mobile? probably... No, there's a free... There's a mobile Lego app that actually helps you... Yeah, like, plan stuff. They also have now this... Kind of like a Kickstarter thing where you can submit your own designs, mm -hmm. which you either built or you kind of like, you know, just designed. And if it gets enough likes from the community, then Lego will license it and start making these sets. So basically, Lego is firing all their fungineers to just hire the people else. <laughs> so yeah. it sounds like, Why yeah, this is, people to do this? Why this is something Lego people? did after like Minecraft and stuff like Roblox started coming in. Because then they're also copying from Lego's concept of building shit. Oh yeah, kind of. I mean, they must have been so furious when they saw Notch's thing come out and go, <laughs> Oh, why did this is our thing. <laughs> like, why did we hire him first, damn it? He's Swedish. Oh, next. There, 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 there are like too many like approval processes in Lego because it's such a big company no, right the thing now. Is not, they're they're not... still really just good, honest people. Yeah. I mean, um, 
for example, you brought to my attention that there was this 3D printing scene for Lego. Oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of people out there who make their own Lego bricks. Probably still doing it now. They'll engineer it for very specific parts or specific yeah. components to their projects. You know? Yeah, like, and Lego being, you know... Being like, Lego. Being, like, they say, okay, stop doing this shit, but we'll give you a job because obviously you know something so that we haven't worked out. You're inventing bricks we never thought of. So, yeah, so yeah, we... Stop giving it for free to people. <laughs> yeah, come to us, we'll pay you. Very get, smart. They very smart. Spell it. So, the money goes this way, sirs. <laughs> hey, it's a business and they need to survive. Yeah, and, yeah, you so, know... Uh, but speaking of survive, they've been around for almost, what, almost half a century? Yeah, maybe. and gonna carry on because they've recently announced they're gonna start moving away from uh, the standard plastic they use nowadays mm -hmm. and become more biodegradable eco-friendly stuff oh wow yeah no, but that makes very good business sense because every lego set from the 60s or 70s or even from my era are probably just slowly biodegrading right now oh yeah Ooh. so yep they have found a way to make the, something plastic, something that we used to think was, you know, immortal and would last forever. Oh god, now indestructible, you know. Uh, now we gotta buy new ones because the old, all the old bricks are dying. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how does a Lego brick die when it looks? Does it look like? Does it like a lot of spots or stuff? Or? It turns into a mechanic. <laughs> turns <break>. ill. <laughs> just starts slowly. Uh, and then starts asking for his relatives. Hey, what's yeah. Like, so carrying around his little Lego bed. <laughs> yeah. You know what the dream would be for me? Yeah. Edible Lego. That Make really exists, man. Really? Yeah, you could buy Lego candy, which actually you can't, well, not very well because it's jelly shit, but you can like build little things and eat it. Oh. Because. The thoughts. Yeah. You and it's just. You can rock candy out of that, actually. Yeah. But mm. it's even small things like, do you know why there's a little hole on the top of Lego man heads? So if kids swallowed it, they yeah, can they can still breathe. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't block the air passage. It's just these tiny attention to detail where, you know, these are. No, because they don't want to kill their customer base. Obviously. <laughs> but and you know they're going to eat These kids need somehow. to grow up and one day eventually buy the Star Wars remastered, rebranded yeah. Lego sets. As opposed to whatever American companies were doing where uh, this has lead in it. Eh, the kids will be fine all the way into the 80s. You're talking to a guy who had original die-cast Japanese Transformers. Yeah, and how are you holding up? Oh man, I lost. Like I, I took out some cousin's eye. He's <laughs> speaking to me again. Okay, but uh, if anything, right. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, especially on the first statement that you no, know, I don't think kids are playing enough Legos. No, they really should. And really this should. is where you know I'm far too young to be saying this, but we should stop giving out tablets and phones to kids so early, mm -hmm. because rather than learning to actually use your hands and be able to do something which is visibly constructive, you're now glued to this screen where you can just tap things in the bright colors. And I'm sure you're still developing in a certain way, but there's still you miss out when you can't touch the thing you're creating. I mean, especially you since You could like, give a cell phone made out of Lego, that would work. Oh. Yeah, and they'll be swiping it and trying to figure out why they can't log into Facebook. <laughs> Kids are stupid, trust uh. me. Oh yeah. No, but I will say another thing, right? Uh, the thing is, as a child of that, of a different generation, you know, I also started out playing out with Legos and I wasn't so much like the Ninja Go guy. But I was, me and my brother, like we, the good portion of our lives were like... You were the pirate ship guy, right? Or no, you were like back in, guy? back in the 80s, sir. Ooh. Oh, when it was the town... When it was the, the whole town scene, when I was just the building... The thingy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I built a fire station and a police station. Like, the thing is like, and it's not cheap, you know, especially back in the 80s. Oh my god, it wasn't. It's $200 then, it's still $200 now. Yeah. You know, and it's... Adjusted thing, for inflation. Adjusted for inflation. <laughs> yeah, oh adjusted god. for inflation, deflation, and also uh, compensation. But <laughs> at the same time, I was say this right like uh it's sad to me to know that you know the when we were young like you especially you are literally a generation after me and in your early uh, play your early you know experience with toys was basically something that really enhanced your cognitive skills yeah and 
the the only thing that is like anything close to that now is a fucking fidget spinner. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is up with this stupid ninja star like looking like? No, but, uh, uh, I mean, uh, kids, <sighs> you know. Speaking of ninja stars, you can you know you can buy uh, Genji Shuriken uh, fidget spinners. Uh, why? And the thing is, you have to spin it like this, otherwise you'll cut yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, that was a slight tangent. If but... only they were more aerodynamic. No, no. no. <laughs> anyway, yes. That's a dark road you're going down there, my friend. Okay, no, not a lot of dark roads here in the last game podcast here. Okay, most of them lead to just uh, John's bedroom, but anyway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what the hell, man? Paved with Lego with broken dreams. <laughs> with Lego Man playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I'll say this like, uh, yeah, I agree. More kids should play with Lego. Lego should be bigger than it is. If only they could make it cheaper. Yes, yeah, that's the one thing I have to say. So, you know, my ultimate dream set is still that the Star Destroyer from early 2000s. Oh, God, you know. 600 pounds. Pounds, oh. by the way, that's when I first saw it. As a man baby approaching his 40s, I want that too. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I think it's only on eBay for like that much. It's probably a thousand dollars right now, right? Going on the scalp market, right? I would still pay it, maybe, in a few paychecks time. Maybe. Would yeah. you buy it if it was an open box? With yeah. a possible missing piece? I can find missing pieces. You just 3D somehow. print your own missing oh, piece. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I guess you well, and then yeah. Lego will hire me, so happy days. <laughs> <laughs> win win. No, but I would say this, right? You know, Tom, you're, you're very lucky. Yeah? Because if you look under your table right now. <laughs> There's nothing there. I know, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I just had a hype you over there. Oh. Hashtag be, broken dreams. It's so amazing, you know, for an anniversary episode. Like, yeah, there you go. Here's the thing you want. No, sorry. We, we can't afford it. We're a Rinky Dink podcast. We can, we, we, no, no. As a Rinky Dink podcast, we promise broken dreams. Yeah. If there's anything, there's nothing but broken dreams listening to Last King Podcast. And after the Peanuts theme tune just playing in the back of my head. <laughs> Why are you playing the happy theme? <laughs> oh, that's a sad theme. All right. It's supposed to be a sad theme. <laughs> It's a weird Orwellian society and now it's, it's, for sad it, it, music. It, it, it's like the Pavlov thing, I hear peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, no. Speaking of music, it's now uh, Shafiq's well, turn. Speaking of nostalgia lane, dark, dank roads and uh, broken dreams. I want to talk about something near and dear to my heart. Okay, now here's a topic that we seldom ever, uh, you know, delve into on the Last King Podcast, which is our love for music. Absolutely. Yeah. There was like a few moments here and there, a few hints in there. Like we did. We did one about David Bowie back in the day. I mean, but it's basically paying a tribute to the, the celebrities and the artists yeah. who left us, you know. And the thing is, he also passed around the same time as like you know, Lemmy from Motorhead. Oh know? no. Yeah, which yeah. devastated me. It devastated to me that in like a short span of like three years, you know, we lost Prince, we lost uh, David Bowie, we lost Lemmy. A lot of people. Okay, yeah. and the thing is, Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, yeah his uh, his version of Hallelujah is still better than Jeff Buckley's. Oh yeah, <laughs> I say. No, but I think he is right. This was not the first time something like this happened to me. So, being a man, a child of a certain generation, I was there when Kurt Cobain killed himself. Literally, yeah. I was literally there. I put the myself. Nirvana, guys. Everybody's playing Courtney Love. It was me all along. <laughs> here am I, heading out in Singapore. I am the reason for the Foo Fighters. No, but, you know, and they're going to be playing here live. Yeah, but soon. Yeah, soon, oh, soon. So, hey, Dave Grohl, wait till I see you again. We are a conspiracy. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. But, uh, I'm sorry. I just hate it when I do that. You know, I ramble off. And, okay, but this thing is, this is a very special episode where each of us decide to pick a topic that is near and dear to their heart that we cannot find in the whole pop culture timeline to slot in. Yeah. So we're just taking the opportunity for us to just, you know, let loose, cut loose, share with the, the other guys what we, we love and care about. So for me, uh, let's finish this off. I want to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, which is uh, my discovery of this amazing band uh, back in the 90s called Nirvana. 
Oh yeah, that and, was the good shit guy. Yeah. Oh god, okay. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to explain it in a way that's concise and that will fit the very few minutes I have left before we wrap up the show. But I would just say this, right? That was the first time, uh, especially for guys like me, where, you know, I mean, like, I'm speaking to you two guys. You, know, you yeah. guys are music fans too. I mean, like that moment when you realize that you discovered something for yourself. Yeah, where it wasn't your parents, it wasn't your friends. It yeah, wasn't you were not influenced into liking something. Like for me, the first time I saw Nirvana was on this random music video back when MTV was brand new. Uh, no, it was like, I say, kind of the way MTV came to us in Singapore was you remember uh, like after 1am we had Channel V and then Channel, Channel v, v yes and then they um, morphed into MTV yeah that was a guy with a hippo if I remember presenting music to why with the hippo why are you a talking a hippo yeah. you pick a guy over the hippo over VJ Noni what is wrong with you <laughs> I don't know man okay so VJ Noni was one of my first crushes but here I was like maybe 12-13 years old watching Channel V and this was late night in Singapore this is like 1am like I should have been asleep I just yeah. finished my homework I you know I was playing a little bit of bare knuckle and all of a sudden I'm like okay, let's watch some uh, TV so they had this show where they were just like you know featuring here's some new music videos so oh hey here's something from Michael Bolton Whitney Houston and then without introduction I, I remember this clearly very vividly like only yesterday right you know the intro to Smells Like Teen Spirit oh yeah yes. where you just That's see the feet tapping on like you know and then the riff starting up and ding, the riff ding, starts ding, ding, and it's like it's the color scheme it's the way how dirty it looks. How smoky as well. Like everyone's been smoking like all the weed. And then you also have to understand that this was like coming off like, you know, a Michael Bolton video where he's like <laughs> singing with a suit and his ugly hair, you know. I mean, he's an amazing singer, but god damn, you should have cut that off a long time ago. I love this choice of movies, that's for sure. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Scarface, yo, Scarface. Uh, we don't need any Lonely Island shoutouts right here. Okay, but anything like... Here, so this comes along. So you have to also understand. Let me preface this right. I was a fan of the heavy stuff because yeah. you know, dad and the uncles, proper hippies, introduced me to like Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple. Of course. And of course, you know, I would also get into bands like Metallica on my own. Mm-hmm. But you also have to understand, like, most of this was pure influenced. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was aware of punk rock. You know, I, I listened to the Sex Pistols, but because somebody told me about the Sex Pistols, mm. and then through the Sex Pistols, I found the Clash and stuff, right? Mm. And here was something that was literally aimed at me it was literally designed for how I was feeling at that point in my life here's some music that like tapped into this primordial wavelength like, like that was brimming underneath my mind yeah. and yeah. just once Dave kicks in with the drums and then that riff explodes at you and you're just looking at this and then immediately they cut to like the scene of all the kids on the bleachers yeah. and they're just moshing and like yeah. for me it's like I've never seen anything like that before in my life. What is this magical thing right now that's getting me so amped and hyped up? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, after that, after all that catharsis, and then they just take it down a notch. Yep. Ding, ding. Yeah. yeah, that very eerie, lovely two chord, like yeah. the, the jingle. Yeah, yeah that and, was so good. And the voice of a generation cutting through. Load up on guns, bring your friends. And it's like, the words he was saying didn't make any sense. Yeah. But I understood. <laughs> and it felt right. It felt so nice. And it, it's the way that song was written, you know, it just lulls you back into the cacophony. Just the hello, hello, and then the chorus. Wow the lights out. Oh like God. Lifetime. Mind blown. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, till that day, like maybe it's a moment in my life or maybe it's the moment in like you know right place right time when I experienced it I saw that and I thought to myself 
whoever these guys are, I need to find more of them. So you rushed out to get the cassette for Neverland. Oh, this was 1 a.m. <laughs> you know, the thing is, rushed out like, where are you going? Get back to bed. No, but that's the thing. It's like, I literally like, I, it, that, when I went to school the next day or when I was talking to my friends, that didn't leave my mind, the thing I saw last night. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I didn't, I wasn't the kind of guy who would be like, hey, did you see Nirvana last night? I was like, no, no, this is mine. This is something that I experienced and I need to protect jealously. No, well, protect jealously was something I would bring up much later. But okay. the thing is, right, so there I go. I straight away uh, ran to my local record shop. We had Music Junction and a few other like small little branded shops. They didn't have it. They have no idea what I was talking about. Uh, oh, fuck. But we were lucky to have a Tower Records. Oh, okay. All the way to Tower Records and there it was. Nirvana, Nevermind. That's the album. On the label, on the music video I saw last night. $40. As a 13-year-old boy, I ate grass for a month just to own that album. <laughs> Holy shit, man. And the thing is, right, that album, you know, it, it's very often people say, like, that changed my life. That album literally changed my life. Yeah. Because it's like, this is me 13, 14. Like, yeah, I knew what heavy was. I knew what rock was. I knew what music was. I like pop. I like whatever. And then it just blew my mind that there's more music than what's on the radio what my friends talk about what's available out there you have to understand boys and girls this is before the internet this mm. is before like magazines like Pitchfork or YouTube would just constantly recommend you new bands you had to find the music you liked back in the day there was nothing more glorious than record like shopping and yeah. like, just digging through all the like the CD cases and all the vinyl cases and it's just like and then when I heard when I brought that CD home and you know I'm sure you guys know that feeling when you get that album that you've been waiting to listen to. And you play it for the first time. And you play it for the... F- and you just... And the thing is, I didn't have headphones. I had this really ugly mini compo that had mm-hmm. only the one speaker. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the most amazing and yeah, high fidelity. I, I, I had one of those too, so yeah. You know, like, I didn't afford a Discman until much later. But the sound that came out of that piece of shit CD player blasting into my room... You know, like, and the classics, you know, there was uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Breed, uh, fucking... Come As You Are. Come As You Are, that riff, that mm. opening jingle jangle, bum 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 And also, especially, like, even, like, other songs, like... Uh, in Bloom was in Nevermind too, right? No, no, no in Bloom... Yeah, in Bloom. In Bloom was the second one. In Bloom was in Nevermind, the second single. Yeah. No, but And my favourite track on the entire record was Lounge Act. Mm, one, of the, one of the later cuts, the one with yeah, that yeah. starts with the bass line, the boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah, 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 truth, yeah. is insecurity. And it's like, this is my band. This is the band that I found, and this is my thing. And then he killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I was on, I wasn't on the Nirvana train. Like, when that album came out, uh, basically, it hadn't exploded properly yet here in Asia. And then, of course, after I get that album, roughly a few months later, everybody's talking about Nirvana because, like, hey... Like a few months later, was yeah. it? Or? Yeah, like a few months later. And then, like, if you ask anybody out there, all the posers, you know, like, <laughs> so what's your favourite song? Oh, that that song, Smells Like Teen Spirit. You like any other song? Any other two? Uh, the, the other one. No, that's the best one. Why would I listen to other songs? I'm only designed to listen to the radio. Like, these kind of fuckers, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you have no idea how genius this is. And this is, like, to me, at the point of time where, like, I was aware of bands like The Clash and Metallica. Like I knew heavy and I knew rough and I knew aggressive and I knew very abrasive music. And here is something that felt so fresh, so new and so young and so not an old band, not a band that's been around. Here's the next thing. And I was there when the wave happened. And then 
that we've crashed. I think it was the media that actually gave it that name, Grunge, was it? Yeah, like, I mean, Kurt Cobain never said literally, anything. He was, I mean, when people asked him, he would always say we're a rock and roll band or we're a punk rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, right, um, yeah, and then if you think about it as a fashion term or as like a, some sort of moniker that the media had to attach to it, and like you see the other bands that they like, you know, lumped them together with, like Pearl Jam and Soundgarden and you know, like Alice in Chains, they don't sound anything like each other. Absolutely not. Yeah. And the only connection is because they all came from the same town in uh, like America, like yeah, Seattle, they all come from Seattle. Seattle. They're all I mean, from the, Seattle. The state of Seattle, and then like no, Seattle's the, the city. A city. I'm Washington's sorry, the state. city of Seattle. Yeah. I mean, like it's also like even smaller, like that town of Aberdeen. Oh yeah, from. that's where. Yeah, mm. you know, like you know, like that cultural explosion all happened from here. Like pretty much like how the metal scene happened in England with like you know all the bands that came out of Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. you know, or even like maybe for a while. I can't even think of any town that is very specific to a certain musical genre. I think the closest is nowadays a lot of good band, well, not even really. A, yeah, Sheffield in the UK, I think, is the next closest we had. I mean, you even had the Manchester scene with that, you know, with like uh, Stone Roses and. Like, Oasis and. Yeah, that for a while. Uh, yeah. But, I mean. That was like early 90s. Well, but it was around the same time, actually. Stone Roses were pretty much around the same I mean, like the, the British indie scene also yeah. appeared at the same time. And, like, if anything, like, Nirvana was my, you know, dipping the toe into what else was available out there. If it wasn't for that band, I wouldn't have heard of, like, you know, any of the bands from England. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah, the bands yeah. that influenced them. Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, I would just, like, you know, buy magazines. Like, I didn't buy magazines yet, but he, oh, they promised a Kurt Cobain interview. And then he would just, like, name drop, like, oh, I really like this band called The Pixies. Wow. I need to find this Talk band, about Pixies. Name drop. You know, like, yeah, you know, like, oh, I really love this band, you know, called Husker Du. Oh, there's this other band from Seattle called Tad. Oh, this is like, you know, amazing uh, band in Seattle called Mud Honey. Like, Mud Honey, they're coming with Pearl Jam to Singapore. Like, oh, I'm going to check oh, them out. And, okay, it's like, okay. and it's like, this me just falling into this giant ocean of music and culture and things that was beyond my understanding. And that's the thing, like, I fell in love with falling in love with things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, it's like, you know, Nirvana changed my life. It changed a lot of guys' lives. Yeah. You know? And I still say to this day, there has never ever gonna be somebody quite as close to a Kurt Cobain. I mean, sh- kids, I'm not making fun of your music, but I'm sorry. Or like nothing what? could ever match the impact that Nirvana had. I mean, like to me, the closest that almost touched it was probably when the Killers came out with that Hot Fuss album. And even the, oh no, even honestly, then, that's not even that close. I mean, not, not even it's close. It's not even yeah, that I'm close. Sorry. But the thing is, it's so few and far between. Like I felt to myself, like hey. There hasn't been anything that blew me away, you know. I mean, like, another there were there were other albums that blew me, like Faith No More's Angel Dust blew me away, mm. or Slayer's Rain Blood blew me away, and it's like you know the thing is like, but the thing is when I heard Nevermind, this is my music, this belongs to me, and I need to protect this. I mean, like, this is what kind of also stirred me to doing this podcast is basically. I'm very protective of the things I care about. Yeah, as you, you should know, be. As we should be. You know, like, to defend it and to take care of yeah, it. I mean, like, the more you criticize something is just proof of the passion. Yeah. Mm. You know, and the thing is, right, it really, I mean, I don't want to dwell too much into how this band, you know, basically self-imploded, you know, with a, one of the most tragic suicides yeah. you know, of any generation. It was the second attempt that worked. They did. They tried to do it the first time. Yeah, the recall. first time was with pills. Yes, yeah, there was pills. another. Yeah. Yes. Then he finished himself off with the shotgun. Oh my god! You know? And it, the sad thing is, I think it was like three days until some guy found out. Oh, he's dead, apparently. And then the thing yeah. so he left behind a wife and a kid and a mm. legacy that you know. And the thing is, also if you hear about all that. Uh, that, that magic number, the twenty-seven. Like, yeah, yeah. All these, all these amazing uh, artists seem to Jimmy die. Jimi Hendrix. 
Janis Joplin, Tupac. you know, Tupac, like, Amy Winehouse. Right? Amy Winehouse. Oh my also god, died. Amy Winehouse. Shit. You know, and it's like you know the the curse of the twenty seven. Like yeah. genius ends at that age. Yeah. And like I mean I don't know I mean kids you tell me who is better than Nirvana I mean like and it's strange you know when you see like like bullshit YouTube shows like those react shows yeah and you just see kids who never heard Nirvana or never he- heard them properly but and then when they hear them and then they were like this is cool yeah. You know, like they just accept it because there's just something, you know. That's just how timeless they are. Not just that, there's just something about the way he delivered his music, how he crafted it, how they produced it. Mm-hmm. You know, that just taps into that, you know, that part of that, that, that inner you that just, you know, appreciates things that are not polished or things that are not quite perfect. A little bit rough, a little bit abrasive, a little bit punk. Yeah, I would say this. I would not say that Nirvana's the best band ever or the musical's ever the best. It's definitely technically better stuff better written stuff but the sheer soul that you feel whenever it comes on it there's very few people that can even match it let alone try to surpass it this is like a brutal honesty to yeah. the way Kurt sings and the way he wrote his songs I would mm. say I mean like Mr. Toffee is there any stand-up Nirvana moments for you? Uh, apart from Nevermind and his rendition of David Bowie's Man Who Sold the World. Oh, it's a brilliant cover. That was then the best cover. It was you... so good to the point where I was like, Bowie actually sang this? Holy shit. And I had to look back and apparently he did it, yes. No, but the problem is when you hear the Bowie version, it's a bit goofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I actually prefer the Nirvana version better. No, which is fine, you know. But the thing is, he, a genius understands genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, uh, when you hear Tears of Fear's original Mad World after hearing... Um, the Gary Jules version. The Gary Jules version. like... Huh. Hmm. Gary Jules version was better apparently. In every way. Yeah. I would slightly agree also with yeah. that statement too. Like, because Tales of Tears version was also kind of goofy in retrospect. Oh, it was super goofy. Oh, that ran me. It's almost like a polka. Oh, and apparently it. the one really cool thing that... Okay, this is some trivia. Like, again, Michael Stipes from R.E.M. was actually Kurt Cobain's sort of friend, I guess. They were, yeah, they were Probably. quite close. He was yeah. a bit distraught. I mean, I read yeah, he was distraught. Fucking distraught. No, the thing is, he came to Singapore the year after Kurt Cobain killed himself. And I went to see that show. Oh, lucky and, you, and man. And then the thing is, like, you know, this is, I think, around the same time they released the Monster album. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the first opening song was like, what's the frequency, Ken? Yes, yes, that yeah, stuff? yeah. And it's, like, I remember, like, he very, I think he tributed uh, Everybody Hurts to Kurt. Oh, okay. And it's like, you know, like, Wow, an entire stadium just shut the fuck up for a while mm. just to let this man pour out yeah. something. Not ding, like, ding, and then ding, I was like, the thing is, like, it, it also felt so strange to me. Like, here is somebody standing on the stage who is a rock goddess, also. You know, hey, I definitely bow down to the, the temple that is REM. Yeah, yeah, REM is such and a setting is, it And the thing yeah. is, like, you see the humanity of it. It's like, we didn't just lose an, a, like, a rock icon or some revolutionary or some voice of a generation. He was a man. Yeah. He was just a, a guy who wanted a, to be in a band. A deeply troubled, not helped man, but, you know. He did what he wanted to do and he succeeded. And yeah. he literally yeah. didn't give a fuck. If you just yeah. watch these interviews, I mean, like, the, one of the things you can say about Nirvana is, right, you know, if you have you seen the top of the pops performance? That very legendary one where he purposely slang, sang the song uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit an entire octave lower oh like, yeah because they, they weren't allowed to play live yeah, they weren't yeah. allowed to play live you know? oh. and he he literally just didn't give a fuck he was like alright whatever or even the SNL performance oh right right you know okay, like okay. all these brilliant like watching that band live and like hey name another band that smashes their gear after a show and does it sincerely no no after the who oh okay 
You know? Yeah, like, no one does it sincerely anymore. Nobody does it sincerely anymore. Like, when people pointed out to me, hey, check out Billy Joe Armstrong throwing a hissy fit, smashing his guitar on stage. And you didn't feel like, no, that's not rock and roll. That's just some grown-ass man who's just throwing a tantrum. Yeah, because he wasn't allowed his full seven minutes on stage. Oh, like, <laughs> We've been around since 1984. Like, fuck you, Billy Joe. You were, you were not relevant since Dookie, okay? Ooh. I didn't like anything. Hey, 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 they weren't relevant after Nimrod. Oh, fuck the American hey. idiot and okay, all that. Okay, yeah, fuck, 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 fuck. Hey, 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 hey. American idiot, idiot was my shit. Man. I did not like American idiot. That is fucking Green Day with eyeliner. Fuck that. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. No, but if anything, yeah, but like, I also want to. I don't want to like go on too long about something a bit troubling, morose, or deep, right? Okay, but like you know, like, how about you, Tom? I mean, you are of a different generation. So how were you introduced to Nirvana? My dad played it for me in the car. <laughs> it blows me away because it's like literally this is a music for me as a kid or as like a, a young teenager and like your dad made you listen to Nirvana? It's like it's like that literally like that, those YouTube react videos like oh this is a song my dad plays and like oh I'm so old. Yeah it, it's weird it's because yeah I grew up in a very different time than you did because if I wanted to find any music I could google it I could just find out you know Shit, LimeWire was old by the time I got interested in this kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, the first band which I... I was using Kazaa for my music back then. Oof. I was or Napster, so yeah. Or Napster, yeah, back then, before... You're making me feel even shit. younger. But the first music I truly discovered by myself, without friends, family, whatever, was Baby Metal in the age of 20. Very, very recent, uh, you know? Wow. Kawaii yeah. Metal? Not quite Nirvana. <laughs> not quite, not quite Nirvana. I mean, it's produced as hell, but, but my thing god! Is, you know, like, if you watch old Nirvana videos, they wore pretty dresses too sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> Especially if you watch the In Bloom video. Oh yeah, mm, they, they were wearing dresses yeah. too. Oh, but oh man, how about you? Talk I think about? the I think the only kind of music I found by myself was not rock at all. It was actually acid. If you maybe call it acid jazz. Jamiroquai. Yeah, Jamiroquai. Yeah. It's oh, a whole well, subgenre of this. That's, yes. that's a solid one to find. Yeah, I just found it by myself. I saw that video for the first time with the, those dead crows and then it was going back and forth. Oh, virtual, virtual insanity. insanity. Yeah. Virtual and then when I saw Cosmic yeah. Girl, I was like, I gotta buy this shit. Mm, now, that it, is so trippy, but Cosmic fucking Girl is awesome. a hot track. It was know? a fucking hot track, too. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. But everything else, like from Foo Fighters, even, it's like Radio Play and from Friends Recommendation. Yeah, yeah. Jamiroquai was the one which I just found out by myself it's like no but they were really huge you know I mean everybody listened to Jamiroquai back in 97, 96 they were on the fucking Godzilla soundtrack no this was way before that like Virtual Insanity no one knew about that in KL 94 before that it was still Virtual Insanity at the time people did not know about Jamiroquai in KL until that video if you want to go earlier than that it's Return of the Space Cowboy which is their first I didn't hear that one that was around the time yeah but okay Props to you, you know, for discovering Jamiroquai in Malaysia outside of everybody else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well done, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, so, in to you. <laughs> everybody in Singapore heard Jamiroquai. Yes. Everybody kept talking about, like, not traveling without moving. Yeah. Uh, but uh, anything, you know, like, uh, I think that's what I want to kind of tap on of uh, is like, um, there's going to be a lot of nostalgia here on the last game podcast. Absolutely. A lot. Because I was talking about two old fuckers. Uh, <laughs> thank you, sir. You know? <laughs> coming from a guy who's like, oh, when I was young playing Ninja Go. What? <laughs> hey, Ninja Go was after my time, okay? You oh, yeah, Bionicles was a shit. Bionicles were a shit. <laughs> and I will fight you to the dead, to the death of that, my friend. You hear that, boys and girls. Uh, oh, Bionicle was after my time? Oh, how old are you? That's already a hashtag I'm already <laughs> typing right We're now. We're recording way past your bedtime, sir. <laughs> this is right up there with I could fuck a planet. Uh, no, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, you, you, you still win the you, competition. You're still peaking. I mean, although yeah, to be honest, you're Mega Man revelations are 
almost at that point oh, as well. Oh, man. Mm, okay, but uh, you know, let's just tap this off. You know, if possible, I would love to have even more episodes where we talk about music, bands, and like you know, moments in pop culture that affected either of us. Yeah, but that would be. But and the thing is, like, I can go on and on and on about Nirvana, but you know what? Let's you know, it's it's a generation ago. Yeah. yeah, we got the Foo Fighters because of that. All right, you know, grunge music was not supposed to last. Nothing is supposed to last. But it did for a time, which is nice. Yeah, you know, and like you know, it's bands. sad to me to know that the, the 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 evolution of grunge would end up with bands like fucking Creed and Nickelback. Uh, uh, you know, they, those are the direct descendants uh, of that genre. Uh, Nickelback is still around. Check around. What the fuck, man? No, no, no. You know, but hey, you can hit on Chad Kroger all you want. You know, but you have to understand that hero song not there. No, I don't love not the that. Thing. Yeah, it's definitely not there anywhere. It's never there. No, but. It's you know there will never I mean to me I was just saying this like speaking from my heart like there was never anything like what that band meant to me and like the path that they led me down you know to discovering more music discovering other bands other genres you know realizing that there was a world beyond what I was aware of you know you know like you know thank you Kirk Cobain it's been like a couple of decades since he passed on you know but yeah. uh, if anything I will be one of those guys who make sure that the legacy lasts forever you yeah. know, and I will pass it on I will constantly remind the next bunch of idiots out there hey why don't you like stop listening to fucking Cage the Elephant and listen to some Nirvana <laughs> <laughs> okay like Tame Impala is kind of cool but did you hear In Utero I don't know but then again you know there will never to me there will never be a voice or an artist like that and you know it's sad to, to think that once I enter my twilight years that nothing will blow me away like that but you know what for that moment in history for that point of time for that one time in my life you were there and you had it I was there I was had yep. it and I was a real fan yeah you know so you're I mean, not gonna find that many real fans of Nirvana out there yeah, you know I mean, uh, I mean the hipster bullshit fuckers buying the Nirvana shirts from H&M fuck you fuck those guys yeah no, but or Hot Topic too. Oh damn it Hot Topic oh, Whose generation is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I wonder hmm. Okay but you know like, Stop looking at me <laughs> So okay Enough about the morals Enough about the nostalgic Enough about just Wallowing in your pity Let's all It's not pity It is a celebration of It is a celebration us. of What it's we hold there It's a celebration bitches yeah. <laughs> Enjoy yourself <laughs> uh, Mr. Toffee Show him your titties <laughs> I wish I Oh buddy <laughs> Yeah, we're also fans of the Chappelle Show. Like, we should do an entire episode about the Chappelle yeah. Show and how, like, you know, he's also another genius guy who came out in a moment in time. Yeah, my favorite I kid don't... is the one I cannot say on air, unfortunately. Which one is it? The one with the black and white show. Oh, even better than fucking Little John speaking to Little John. Okay, that's on par. There's right? a lot on of on par, on brilliance par. in that show. Is Wayne Brady gonna have a choco bitch? Oh, <laughs> okay. Too. Okay, okay, uh, but anyway, you know, this is gonna be a celebration, bitches. Okay. <laughs> We are officially a year old. Okay, we've been roughly almost a hundred episodes, right? No, no, I'm almost a my bad. Almost half hundred. What do you call fifty? Half, almost <laughs> fifty. <You know. laughs> half a hundred. Half a hundred is fifty. <laughs> Last game podcast probably full full of themselves. Let's start. Let's start pulling this bottle. Nobody's perfect, basically. Uh, but if anything, okay, you know. Um, Last game fans, thank you so much for a glorious one year. Yeah. We, our thank promise you. to you is still intact. We will be here uh, another four or five more episodes before we wrap up this season. Okay. And look forward to new things in season three because we're only going bigger, better, harder, 
Faster, stronger, bigger, better, and more badass. More badass? Abs- as much as we can. All the ass. All the ass. Okay, so don't forget to follow your friends here at The Last Game Podcast. You know where to find us on the social media needs for all your social media needs. It's the other way around. Yeah, yeah but anyway, you know what? You know, this shall be our first uh, full year sign-off. So, Mr. Toffee, any final words? Fuck Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, but seriously, thanks so much, guys, for listening to us. That's it. We're going to keep on with the insanity. More longer than you think. Much more longer. Much more longer. Yeah. 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 I'm too much right now. (laughs) Finishing all that fantastic piece of English. Yeah, well, yeah, just thank you so much for listening to us. And uh, yeah, just I love doing this. And we're going to carry on doing this until we eventually hate each other and have a messy divorce. You, you get to keep Mr. Toffee. I'll just keep the podcast. <laughs> I don't want to keep Mr. Toffee. <laughs> oh, you said down the air, sir. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, let's do the proper sign-off. Okay, this has been your co-host, Dr. Shafik. And this has been Eccentric Tom. And this is Mr. Toffee. Signing out. out. Bye, guys. Hi there, fans from Vietnam. Thank you for listening to us. If you're just tuning in, do subscribe to us on our SoundCloud page at The Last King Podcast. We are also on social media. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Last King Podcast. We are also on Apple Podcasts and iTunes under The Last King Podcast. Come check us out on our Instagram page too at Last King Podcast. Lastly, we've got a website you can check us out on again at www.thelastking.net. Just leave a comment and like us when you can. Every little bit counts.